All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Philosophy of Fitness podcast, episode number 17. My name is Haley. I'm going to be your host today and every single day that you are tuning in. Guys, we got some fun stuff coming your way today. Before we get into it, I want to show you all this beautiful Philosophy of Fitness mug. If you're listening to the podcast on a streaming service, remember, you can always watch it on YouTube, youtube.com slash Haley Noel. Guys, these mugs are so cute. I just got them today. I have some very exciting things coming with them. So uh, stay tuned. If you like what you see here with this little mug, uh, give me a follow on Instagram at I'm Haley Noel. I'll leave that uh, handle for you. But yes, very exciting things coming up with this beautiful mug. Uh, So yeah, I'm very excited about it. I designed them myself. So yeah, they're super cute. Pretty happy with how they came out. But yeah, episode 17, we are cruising along. It's just me today. Uh, we're actually going to be doing a Q&A today. So I asked you guys on Instagram to uh, ask your questions, anything related to, you know, mindset, fitness, all that kind of stuff. So I picked out a couple of questions today and we're going to answer those. But before we get into it, as always, I'd like to share some alternative news with you guys. And as always, the source for that is Collective Evolution. Y'all know the deal. I'll leave this uh, link for that in the description down below. But this one today is actually kind of sad, but it is interesting because I do think it's relevant to what's going on, especially in fitness right now. So apparently two boys dropped dead while wearing face masks during gym class. So two Chinese boys dropped dead in gym class while exercising and wearing the mask. Uh, It is unclear whether or not the mask was the cause of their death. So pretty crazy. Both of the students were 14 years old and they were running laps for a physical exam test and they suddenly suddenly collapsed and lost consciousness during their run. Really, really scary. So this is a quote from somebody who was on the scene. He was wearing a mask while lapping the running track. Then he suddenly fell backwards and hit his head onto the ground. Uh, I guess that's one of the boy's fathers. That's what they said. Wow. So the death certificate said that it was a sudden cardiac arrest, but no autopsy was performed. That is so sad. That is crazy. And yeah, again, the cause of death was unclear of whether or not it was related to the mask. But this is something interesting. And this is why I bring this up is there is a lot of debate going on right now and heat kind of around the idea of wearing masks to work out. I don't know where you are in the world listening to this. If your gyms are open, if they have the protocol that you have to wear a mask inside in New York We are still waiting for gyms to open at the time of this recording and masks are, you know, required. So I think it's really interesting. Um, It definitely raises a lot of questions. I'd be very curious to hear what your thoughts are on wearing masks in relation to your workouts. Are you more in the camp of, yes, I would wear a mask, you know, in order to get my workout done? Or are you more on the side of, you know what, I would rather kind of just wait and do my own thing and then return to the gym once it's safe to go without a mask. There's a lot of people that feel very strongly about this, so I'd be very interested to hear what you guys have to say. Um, so yeah, sound off in the comments. You know, be respectful of each other's opinions. I definitely would be curious to hear. This is very concerning, and it's it's really sad. Um, and just 14 years old, like, my God, it's horrible. But yes, I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer. I just thought this was something interesting. And again, alternative news, uh, Collective Evolution, that is the go-to spot for it. They have a lot on there, consciousness, you know, health, all that kind of stuff. So definitely check it out. But yes, without further ado, my friends, it is Q&A time. 
So let's go ahead and answer some of your questions. All right. So I handpicked a couple of questions that stood out to me. And again, this is just my opinion. So take it with a grain of salt. But this is just what my advice would be to you uh, with regards to what you had asked me. So I'm going to start with the first one here. So Tracy asks, how to not let my mind get the best of me? So that's a pretty loaded question, right? And that's a lot of what we talk about here on Philosophy of Fitness is your mindset, your inner game, as I like to call it. Everything kind of starts from within. So a lot of times it's very, very easy to get into a slippery slope of letting your mind get the best of you and feeling kind of defeated and slipping into a rut of a negative mindset. But I think that my biggest tip of advice for that would be to start with gratitude. People always say, you know, an attitude of gratitude is life-changing, and I do think that it's very transformative, um, especially if you're finding yourself getting into a rut of slipping into a negative mindset. If you take a moment to think about what you're grateful for, it's really transformative. So I think about any time that I go for a run and I'm feeling, you know, exhausted, like I can't push any further and my legs crimping up, whatever it might be. You think about how grateful you are that you are able to run and to walk and to use your body in a way that serves you. That is such a huge blessing. And it's something that people take for granted a lot of the time. So if you're struggling with your workouts, uh, with your mindset, with your workouts, my suggestion would be to think about what a blessing it is that you can do what you're doing at the gym. You think about some people in the world that would you know, give up everything they could to be in the position that you are in to be able to run and walk. There's so many people out there that don't have that privilege. So if you think about that, an attitude of gratitude, like I said, is very transformative. That would be my first tip for not letting your mind get the best of you. Okay, so my other tip for not letting your mind get the best of you would be to take a couple of days to just kind of observe your thought patterns. Conduct a little experiment within yourself And see where your internal dialogue, like where it is at a basal level, where is that skewing you? So everybody has, you know, their subconscious, their internal dialogue. Do you find that a lot of the time, you know, you look in the mirror and you're not pleased with what you see and you beat yourself up for it or you try to work out and you try to do these things, but you're always kind of not even appreciating the work that you've put in. Be mindful of that internal dialogue. Awareness is so huge. Once you are aware, that's like the first step to taking your power back because then you're like, okay, I am aware now that maybe my mind is, you know, skewing me on a bad path and I know what I need to do in order to fix it. So again, gratitude, being grateful for your health. Health is so huge. Be grateful for it. I'm serious. You can go back and look at my episode that I did with my friend Jess and how she overcame Guillain Barr syndrome and paralysis. And you just think about that. Like, think about how huge it is that you're able to do even just the most mundane of things is such a blessing. So, gratitude and also being aware of your thought patterns would be my biggest advice for that. Next question we have here is from Erin. And Erin asks How do I stay motivated when I get drinks with my friends all the time in college? This one is tough. Let me tell you, I know the feeling. I myself went to college and I totally get it. I went to college away for four years. So, you know, you're always wanting to do things with your friends and you're always wanting to have fun with them. And that's totally fine. And I think that that's good. I think that a couple of things are key here to help you is accountability. So if you create a schedule, a workout schedule or a mindfulness schedule, whatever it might be, create a schedule that you can stick to something that you hold yourself accountable to. And that might even be including a friend in that with you. So going to the gym with a friend or 
setting aside 10 minutes every day in between class when you know you have time to go back to your dorm and to do a meditation, whatever it might be, set a schedule and stick to it for 21 days. There's a lot of research and evidence that suggests that 21 days is that sweet spot where we begin to eliminate old habits and start to form a new one. So if you can stick to something for 21 days, it's going to begin to feel natural for you. So that would be my first tip for you is create a little schedule, something that you can stick to, and also make sure that whatever you're doing, if you're planning on going out at night, that you get everything done earlier in the day. So if you're planning on going out on Saturday night, maybe wake up a little bit earlier on Saturday morning, get your workout done earlier, whatever it might be that you have to do, your schoolwork, whatever it might be, get it done and get it out of the way earlier in the day so that you don't have to have that hanging over you and you don't have to worry about and you can actually be present and enjoy yourself uh, when you're spending time with your friends. That is something that I definitely did not do in college, but in hindsight, if I were to give that uh, a piece of advice to someone, it would be to really hold yourself accountable because a lot of the time I saved everything to the last minute, especially with assignments, and I just wound up stressing myself out a lot more. So if you stick to a schedule and you sort of map out exactly what it is that you need to do, it's going to be a lot easier to get everything done. And then it's also going to be easier to stay present when you're with your friends and you're enjoying yourself and your time. And also, I think the other big obvious tip here is moderation when it comes to your drinks, right? So, you know, obviously enjoy yourself within reason. Uh, Remember that alcohol does have calories. So you definitely want to be mindful of that. But yeah, enjoy yourself, have fun, stick to a schedule, hold yourself accountable. Get some friends to hold you accountable too. Uh, I'm sure there's someone in your circle you can reach out to that you can work out with, that you can, you know, do your assignments with, whatever it might be. But definitely look for that accountability as well. I think that that's really big. Okay, so our next question comes from Mac, and she asks about finding a new drive, motivation, or passion as a NARP. So for those of you listening that are not familiar with what a NARP is, uh, it is a non-athletic regular person. So Mac is somebody who was an athlete and is no longer a student athlete. So that's definitely a huge part of a routine that's being switched up and shaken up. Um, And I can understand how that would be a huge adjustment. So my tip would be to take that time that you would have put towards your sport, whatever it might have been, and transform it into something that's still serving you in a way uh, that's healthy physically and mentally. So it could be kind of like the last tip, holding yourself accountable with getting your workout in. I mean, you're used to moving your body at that time of day. I think most athletes usually do their sports in the afternoon. So you just replace that with a workout Or you could also replace it with a new hobby, a new thing that kind of lets you express yourself healthily. So working out is great. You can go for runs. Meditation is great. You could also try uh, diving into self-expression a little bit. So maybe like music, art, step out of your comfort zone. But definitely fill that time with something that is still purposeful and meaningful to you, something that resonates with you. And like I said, it is a huge adjustment. I understand that. It's definitely a big change. But that doesn't mean that you have to totally give up uh, your level of activity that you had when you were an athlete. So you still have, I don't know if the gym is open at your school, but you'll still have access or you'll still have the time rather to get your workout in and do that. And again, you can find some friends too. There's plenty of people at college that are not on sports teams that are definitely super passionate about working out and fitness. I was one of those people. I was a NARP. So 
I did not play a sport, but I was always in the gym, always working out. I always loved having friends come with me too. So yeah, find some friends to work out with. And I think that that'll help you a lot. All right. So the last question we have comes from Jess and she is curious about the mind gut connection. Whenever I'm worried about bloating, I get more bloated. (laughs) Girl, I feel that the mind gut connection, that should be a whole episode in and of itself. So something that I really strongly believe in that I don't think I've really talked about too much is the notion of intuitive eating. So I don't think I've ever shared this before, but I'm going to share it now. So people that know me in my personal life know that I have a very hard time with gluten. I am gluten sensitive, so I have a really hard time digesting it. And for the longest time, I didn't know what was wrong. I knew something wasn't right. And I had figured out through process of elimination that gluten was just not something that my body was able to tolerate. So I've been gluten-free for almost about three years now. And the way that I did that was through intuitive eating. So I sort of did an elimination diet. I eliminated dairy. Didn't really notice too much of a difference. So I said, okay, it's probably not that. I eliminated some other foods too, like soy or whatever else. Um, But basically, eggs too, I tried that. Uh, But basically, I found out that gluten was no bueno for me. So my biggest piece of advice is that every body is different So everyone has something that's going to resonate with them super well. So person A might be a vegan and then it works so well for them. And person B might be a carnivore and like that's how they thrive. So my biggest advice would be to maybe conduct an elimination diet. Again, this is just my opinion. Uh, This is just exactly what I said. It's my opinion. So take it with a grain of salt. But yeah, try an elimination diet because you'll start to notice, and again, it kind of goes back to that idea of mindfulness. If you think about what you're putting into your body and how it makes you feel, it really kind of increases your sense of self-awareness. Like I even know for myself now, I'll think sometimes I'm craving junk food. I'll want to go to Shake Shack and get like a huge cheeseburger and fries and I'm so excited for it. And then I eat that junk And I noticed that my body afterwards just feels so sluggish and tired and bloated, like you said. So just be mindful of how you are feeling after what you're eating. And a great way to do that is through a food diary or a food journal. So in the same way that you would kind of like journal your thoughts throughout the day, if you keep a little log of the foods that you're eating, keep in mind how you're feeling after each of those foods. And then after like a few weeks of doing that, you'll slowly be able to connect the dots. So you'll say maybe, hmm, you know, I had a bagel this day and then I had uh, spaghetti for dinner that night and that's when I was like super bloated. Maybe there's something with gluten that doesn't sit right with me. So you start to kind of put those pieces together and then it can help you determine by going inward again, by looking inward and figuring out what works for your body, what makes you feel alive, what makes you feel like you're thriving, what kind of brings you down, what makes you feel bloated. Then you start to understand, hmm, okay, like I can kind of start to uh, put the pieces together there. But if you guys are interested in an episode on the mind-gut connection, drop me a comment. Let me know because I feel like that's a huge topic in and of itself. And if you're interested, I can try to reach out to somebody who may have a little bit more expertise with that connection. I think that actually might be a really interesting episode. But yeah, that would be my connection or not my connection. My suggestion is keep that food diary. Hold yourself accountable with that and start to put the pieces together. Something will start to become apparent to you. 
you will begin to realize again what foods are making you feel the most alive and thriving and what foods are bringing you down. All right. And the last thing I want to talk about is something I've had a few people reach out to me about, and that is returning to college and still wanting to get a workout in and still wanting to challenge your limits physically, but not feeling comfortable enough yet to go to the gym given the circumstance of COVID right now. So that's a totally valid concern. And I get that. I totally understand that. Everybody has a different comfort level when it comes to this stuff, right? So we always have to adapt and overcome in the same way that we've had to adapt and overcome uh, the past six months. So if there is a will, there is a way. That's what I always say. If you are truly determined to get your workout in, if you're truly determined to stick to an eating plan, whatever it might be, you will find a way to get it in and to complete it. So my biggest suggestion would be to, if you can, if you are able, uh, start looking into running. It's free. You can really do it Anywhere where there's open space to run, my suggestion would be to invest in some decent running sneakers, though. You definitely want to make sure that you're supported there. But running is a good start, and you can start small. Start with like a five-minute run, and then I always recommend to people go for time rather than a specific distance. So tell yourself, I'm going to run for five minutes today. I'm going to run for 10 minutes today. And then you'll see the next day or the next time you do it, you're like, oh, hey, I went like 0.2 further than I did the last time I did five minutes, or I went a little bit further than I did the last time I went for a 10 minute run. It's a nice way to kind of gauge your progress without putting so much mental pressure on yourself. Because I do feel like sometimes when we put too much mental pressure on ourselves, it actually inhibits us and holds us back. So running is a great thing to do. My other suggestion would be to really look into bodyweight exercises. There's a lot of stuff that you could do in your dorm that's bodyweight. There's lots of variations of typical movements. So squats, lunges, push-ups, all that kind of stuff. It is possible to build muscle mass doing bodyweight exercises. I know that that may seem like it would take forever, but if you're doing things right, if you're doing them with the right form and you're doing enough reps in high volume, you will see muscle gains. So my suggestion again would be to incorporate running or some sort of outdoor cardio with the combined bodyweight reps that you're doing in your dorm. You can also invest in some resistance bands. They're super cheap on Amazon and they're easy to keep in your dorm in a, you know, a box or under your bed or whatever it might be. I know that space is really tight. So there's plenty of stuff that you could do within the confines of a dorm room. And again, if there's a will, there's a way. Same thing with all these questions. If you're truly determined, again, with like the mind gut connection, you keep that journal down. I'm telling you, you will find the answers that you need. Again, if you're looking to stay motivated, hold yourself accountable. Accountability is key, guys. It's obviously important to hold yourself accountable, but I think it also helps too to surround yourself with like-minded people who are also looking to do the same things and you can kind of hold each other accountable. So don't dismiss that. I've found that that's something that's really beneficial to me is surrounding myself with people who share the same interests and passions and goals. And it just kind of forces you to level up, you know, having that kind of energy around you. So those are my tips for you today. I certainly hope that I've answered your questions, that you've learned something from this, that you've hopefully taken something away that's going to help you, especially those of you that are going to college now, going back to school, starting college. I wish you all the best and I really wish you a successful time and an awesome, you know, these are, these are great formative years of our lives and, you know, just make the most of it. And yeah, 
I really hope that you enjoy. Thank you so much for listening, guys. As always, if you're interested, you can watch this on YouTube. If you are watching this on YouTube, hey, cool, you already see me. You can listen to the Spotify podcast or the podcast on Apple Podcasts. That sounded really weird. I don't know why that sentence came out that way. But yes, anyways, that's all I have for you today, guys. I'm sending you so much light, love, and positive energy. And I hope you have the absolute best and amazing day, week, month, and year. And that is it. Adios.